1: Revolutionary.org Hardcore 2.0 episode 36. Today's going to be a fun one. We're going to talk about T-Bowl, Toronto Bowl only versus D-Bowl, Diana Bowl only with Parapharma. So this is going to be a really, really fun one. You won't want to miss this one. And, you know, it's a cheap cycle. Um, That's that's right off the bat. One of the advantages of doing this is a cheap cycle. You can kind of see how these steroids uh, behave in your body. And using them solo is kind of a cool thing. So in this one, we're going to go over everything. We're going to go over paraforma. If you've never heard of paraforma, you want to hear about them. Uh, You want to go over T-Ball history. You want to go over, we're going to go over D-Ball history. We're going to talk about dry versus wet, what exactly that means and how that applies to you and what are the advantages of running both of them solo because they do do things differently, how to run them solo. You do want to run them solo. You know, how much, how long, all that other good stuff. And then we're going to touch on training and diet on each, how your training and diet will change when you're using both. So first off, bring in Mobster. Mobster, start us off on Parapharma. They are a brand that's really, really uh, catching fire over the past couple of years. But they've been around around a long time. They have a lot of reviews out there, a lot of positive reviews. They seem to really be getting more and more popular as time goes on. Absolutely, Steve. I mean, we, we've covered para
0: Farm in previous shows. And as as the date this podcast is being recorded, I think they've been around over a decade, Steve, 13 years. Obviously, it depends when you're listening um i've personally used Parafarma. i just literally run a uh, a small cut sack with Parapharma products so i can talk about how they feel something that i've discussed in previous shows when we've been talking about parafarmers you go to the Parapharma website now like a lot of labs they have resellers but i like to check out the actual company website to get the feel for the company before i use the products when i'm talking about recommendations and sources and why companies are approved and so on so i've covered this multiple times you go and look at the site i like the fact straight away and sometimes it can be pain in the ass to find these things Steve, but for parapharma they've literally got a page with the lab analysis with the test certificates right there for you to see it's clean the super site is super tidy super easy to look at and so on and so forth then you've got the fact that the way that they browned and present their products is great for me. I like the fact that they're different in terms of the coloration and stuff like that. I've discussed how, for example, just the financial investment of making a product, and this could be baked beans, Steve, but we're talking about steroids today, performance and products, needs to stand out in the marketplace, and they stand out in the marketplace, and that requires hundreds of thousands of dollars just to invest. Now, what about the actual quality of the product? In recent podcasts, literally just the last week that as we've been recording various shows, I've discussed, for example, that a member independently tested some of our approved sources, including Parapharma, and all the products that we approve, all the labs that we approve came online. Parafarma was right there in the mix. Absolutely no doubt about it whatsoever. When it comes to the age, by the time that a lab's been around, like we've already said, over a decade, this is a sign of quality why because any company that lasts in a very competitive market when it comes to performance enhancing products needs to be around a long ass time and over 10 years is a long ass time in this market i know labs steve that have lasted less than a year i've seen how some labs have produced product you can go on youtube guys and check out videos People are literally homebrewing in their kitchen, homebrewing in garages, homebrewing in warehouses. It's horrendous. So you need companies that have, for example, videos of the production process, showing them they're not homebrewing. They're showing you the proper machines that they're using. You get an idea of the quality control that's involved just by looking at these videos. This is the kind of stuff that you want. And you want this of an approved source, so we regard Parapharma in that particular way, Steve, incredibly high for that particular reason. And then, of course, I come down to my own personal experience as an example, and I'll just quote something that I quoted in a recent podcast again. You have labs out there where you can take products and feel no different on versus off, and yet you go, you get a quality product arrives. You try it, and literally within a day or two, you feel like you're on product. You feel like you're on testosterone. You feel like you're on trend or whatever. And I can guarantee you that those sensations are right there, Steve. I have literally personally experienced their product, tried it, tested it, used it, and (laughs) them I've literally felt their product working so i can absolutely hand on heart say that i've used parapharma i regard parapharma incredibly highly and all the things that i'm looking for that parapharma has in spades what do you think about that steve
1: yeah parapharma they they have a lot of reviews as i said earlier and you know a lot of people using them you got gym rats all the way up to professional bodybuilders who use use their stuff their their orals are excellent their injectables are excellent. So in this one, we're going to talk about their T-Bull and their D-Bull. And both of them are really, really good. They're not expensive at all. They're very, very cheap. You can run a cycle for less than it would cost you to uh, detail your car. you know. So it's a really, really good deal. And um, you know they make it easy. They have a great, great uh, shipping situation where they'll ship it to you very, very fast. They have a great situation with their customer service, and they want to make sure that they keep the customers happy. That's why people who use Paraforma, they keep going back. They have a huge retention rate with uh, customers. Once you go Paraforma, you won't want to go back to anyone else. So really, really good brand. And uh, you got to be careful what you use out there because, you know, look, T-Ball, they could send you something that's not T-Ball. They could send you something else. And you're not going to know it. And it's going to screw up your cycle. Same thing with D-Ball. They could send you something that's not D-Ball, screw up your cycle, and give you not what you're looking for in terms of um, what your goals are. So it's really important. A lot of these sources and these brands out there, are, are, they're incompetent. They, they're scammers. They don't know what they're doing. They don't care. They just want to put the product out and sell the product. They even know, hey, you know, they get it tested and they're like, well, this this stuff is off. Well, I'm just going to sell it anyway because I don't want to have to go through the hassle of redoing this entire batch. So they cut corners and they do all this kind of stuff. But Paraforma, they're not like that. They're high quality. And, you know, look, at the end of the day, they are absolutely a wonderful, a wonderful brand that Mobster and I both will, will definitely trust to use. Go ahead. Yeah, but let me let me just jump back in for a second here. Listen,
0: right, uh, and this this applies to any approved lab, but I'm going to specifically talk about parafarm again. So, we do what we do, listeners, all of us, to for, to improve our body, to improve how we feel in the gym, to to get strong, to get lean, to become more muscular, to put quarter of an inch on our biases, right? And we make the choice to use performance enhancement. At some point, we we dip our toe in the waters and we say, listen, we go onto the forums, our forums, many forums, but we'll talk about our forums here. And we say, guys, can you tell me a good source? I, I want to do this. I want to do that. And they, they might have a stack, Steve, that we might tweak for them or whatever else. Ultimately, at some point, they make a choice. And it's going to come down to things like how long does it take to get to me, customer service if there are any issues, those lab tests and analysis certificates of analysis that i love to see steve from every approved source i like the fact that this stuff is up to date and so on and so forth and then literally if i'm going to put the work in the gym if i'm going to absolutely kill myself to get that quarter of an inch to get that half an inch to gain another three or four pounds if i'm going to go out and make sure that my freezer is full of all the good. nutritious organic food is costing me hundreds of dollars hundreds of pounds steve i absolutely want the lab that i'm using to be tip top i want the product to be tip top so whether it's direct or whether it's via reseller and this is my example steve my products were via uk reseller and they got to me in five days that's fantastic and again you're looking at batch numbers you're looking. When the product was manufactured, you look at expiry dates, all this kind of stuff you don't want. For example, Steve and I have had this products that have turned up and they're just on the cusp of expiring okay, they're probably fine, et cetera, et cetera, but I'd rather have something that's got two years left to go. I don't want stuff like that. It doesn't care if it's in a cell. I want solid-ass products that does exactly what it says on the label. And, and bearing in mind what we're talking about today when we're talking about T-Bolt and d bol I don't want something that's lab- labeled as a dry-type steroid, like Terranabol, to be D-Bolt, because it's a lot cheaper to make, it's a lot easier uh, for companies to cheat that kind of stuff and use the wrong rules and all that kind of thing, like Steve said. So it's got to be what I want. If I'm going to be estrogen prone, if I'm going to be uh, the kind of person that gets water very, very quickly, but I want it to dry stack. I want it to uh, 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 a way of getting into shape, then I want that lab to be tip top. Let's talk about uh, Dyna Bowl history, Steve, and I'll jump back in with some T-Ball history.
1: Yeah, so let's get into the E-Ball first of all. So Dr. John Ziegler, was the first distributor of d ball to United States Olympic athletes. And um, this was done after he became suspicious at the 1960 European Championships that the Russians were doping their athletes. So he ended up being correct. And after giving the d ball to his U.S. athletes, it became evident that the performing enhancing benefits of the drugs were huge. So there was a Cold War, a Cold War doping battle for years until proper anti-doping testing was developed it was all about let's win the olympics let's beat let's beat our competition so look it was a second steroid to be produced after pure testosterone derivatives and um it was produced from straight suspension so you got to think of Diebold as oral testosterone and it has two differences it has an added double carbon bond at 1-2 and and also a 17-alpha alkylated addition. And the 17-alpha alkylated addition allows it to, you know, um, enter the liver and pass without being destroyed by the liver. Now, andriol is also, was designed as oral testosterone. But the problem with andriol, and this is why andriol is garbage in my opinion, is that it is not 17-alpha alkylase. So if you take Andriol, it's not going to get absorbed. It's just going to be destroyed in the body. So it's not going to really do you any good. It's going to be a very, very weak effect. So dianabol, if you want something, and if you want testosterone in oral form, dianabol is definitely going to be the one that you want to go with. So if you like using injectable testosterone, and you're like, man, I want to run just an oral-only cycle, or I want my friend to see what testosterone feels like, Dianabol is a really really good choice you're gonna get a lot of the same side effects as you would on testosterone you're gonna get a lot of the same benefits as you would on testosterone as well so you really it's going to be very similar except you're gonna get more of a liver hit and that's why you need to make sure you're running obviously your liver support while you're on Diane ball as well as T t-ball as well as mobster we'll get into shortly um so the added carbon bond is supposed to reduce aromatization uh, so it's supposed to convert less into estrogen than testosterone. But because we're using Dynabol at PED dosages, this idea is kind of thrown out the window. Anyone who's run Dynabol, let's say you run Dynabol at 30 milligrams or 40 or 50 milligrams, which is a pretty hefty dose, you're definitely going to get a lot of aromatization in the body. So, But if you run Dynabol at 2.5 milligrams a day, you'll probably be okay. Five milligrams a day, you'll probably be okay. Even maybe 10 milligrams a day. But that's not the way to run these PEDs. We always jack the dose up of these PEDs beyond the therapeutic dosage of what they were designed to be ran for because we're trying to get performance benefits, you see. So that's why when you run Dianeable, the way it was designed, they wanted to cut down on the aromatization. But in reality, you're not getting that that difference in in how it's run so uh i'll let you touch on that a little bit mobster and then i want to get into the side effects of dino so people can understand Dynabol and then you can kind of um transition us into t-ball because i know you want to talk about t-ball you love t-ball yeah I, i'm a great fan of the history of the iron game and i've got several books
0: here that talk about ziegler and York barbell and the lifters. And also, as Steve and I have discussed on other shows, we've talked about the dosages of the golden age. And when we were talking about the golden age for us, we were talking about the mid-70s. I've spoken to people just after that period of time, a little bit older than me, but on the cusp of the 70s, early 80s, when they were doing their thing, just as I came into the game and started lifting weights. And the dosages they were using when Diana Bowl was used for performance enhancement to use to enhance weightlifting, were tiny steve we were talking about one two i think people were talking about five milligrams and it was only towards the end of the time that york barbell lifters kind of got out of control don't forget guys we're talking about 60s here so there was a lot of love and peace and other drug use etc and they took the same attitude i think Steve, to the performance enhancement as they were taking to the, the recreational drugs that they were using so They started off with the scientific, quote-unquote, dosages that uh, Dr. John was trying to get them to use, and eventually they started just taking handfuls of pills and writing the scripts out themselves and all that kind of stuff. And We could talk about that with regards to uh, Primo and a bunch of other drugs that were being used at the time. And as Steve says again, and I think a key phrase that Steve used there, which is super, super important, was the difference between medical use and Delonable did have a medical use. Uh, when it was created, uh, uh, versus T-Bowl, which we will get into, which is slightly different in that regards, versus uh, performance enhancement. And, of course, performance enhancement at that time, Steve was simply more weight lifted for Olympic lifters. Unfortunately, the Americans at that time, and to be perfectly honest since, the Russians were just ahead, and they've stayed ahead. So while they definitely got stronger, and you saw some all-time records at that time you didn't see, them getting ahead of the Russians. Back to you briefly, Steve, as you said, for the side effects, and I'll come back in with some T-Bowl
1: history. Yeah, so Diana Bola, uh, at the end of the day, even though there's designed to be less aromatization, convert to estrogen, than testosterone, that's not the reality, as I, as I explained to you. So when you get high amounts of estrogen in the body, that's going to be your main side effect to watch out for for Dynaball, And it's gonna dissuade many of you from using it. Um like for example, today, uh based on and and in and Steve's present form, uh D wouldn't be one that I would use because I don't want excess estrogen. I don't want the excess bloat. I don't want the excess blood pressure increase, the heart rate increase, resting heart rate increase. I don't want any of that. Um so, someone like a mobster who's more strength training at present, he would be more open to using D Bull. Um, so, but there was a time where it, that wasn't the case for me. There was a time where I was going through my little phase of, uh, you know, being skinny my whole life, wanting to bulk up, wanting to get big, wanting to get stronger. So, in that case, I didn't mind the excess estrogen. I didn't mind having that bloat, the little bit of bloat that I was getting. So, at the end of the day, that's going to separate whether you're going to use this or not. And we're going to get into you know how to dose them later on. And we're going to talk about dry versus wet um in the fourth segment. But look at at the bottom, the bottom line is, is excess estrogen can cause a lot of side effects and it's a domino effect. So we have to make sure that if you are estrogen prone, you're aware of that. Number one. Number two, you got to make sure that you're either using an aromatase inhibitor. Or you're having them on hand, and those are going to help with the estrogen side effects. So, estrogenic side effects can cause a lot of different things. Um, it can cause, um, like, like I said, it's going to cause you some some heart strain. Um, it's going to cause you uh, the moon face. is very common with with Dianabol. If you ever see guys in the gym walking around, they went from having kind of like a more square face to more of a round face. And they look really, really bigger, and you've noticed them getting really, really stronger out of nowhere. They're probably using dianable, possibly dianable and testosterone together. They're getting quite a bit. And then, really, the the, the nightmare scenario when it comes to estrogen uh, is is gynecomastia, which are bitch tits, and and that's not something you you, you want to mess around with. And it's really embarrassing. Um, imagine you know taking off your shirt at the beach and and having man boobs. And that's not something we want to do for sure. So that's that's the side effects of it. So you want to make sure, but like I said, you can control them with an aromatase inhibitor. So aromasin, um are going to be good options. Letro is a worst case scenario option, and you can use also use uh, letro as well. Um, in in a worst case scenario, you don't want to use it, um, in my opinion, unless it's absolutely necessary. But it does work really well in a pinch. And if you do have gynecomastia flare up, you want to basically add in uh, Novadex as well. Novadex and Letro, I think, is is a really, really good for 90% of you out there. Really good for gynecomastia if it starts flaring up. So don't mess around with gynecomastia. If it starts coming on, you start feeling the nipple irritation, you start noticing a lump, just come off the d immediately. You need to stop the d and then jump on your anti-estrogens right away to get that taken care of. Now, the other aspect of the side effects is something I mentioned earlier, it being 17-alpha alkylated, and and, and t ball is the same way, which Mobster will get into shortly. But with, with with that, you can expect completely normal to have liver strain, and liver strain is going to be one of those things where you're going to get your blood work done, your ASC and your ALT levels are going to be high. Now, it's normal, on- on DBO, it's normal to have those numbers high. It's a question of does does the normal does the the number normalize when 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 we come off, and that's what we really have to uh, keep an eye on. Um, and it should, in most cases, unless you do have liver damage. But if you run the cycle correctly and you're not drinking alcohol and you're not doing these other things that harm the liver, it shouldn't be a problem. And if you don't have a bad liver to begin with, it shouldn't be a problem. Um, Another thing too is the androgenic side effects with Dianabol, and because Dianabol is far more androgenic than t bowl is, as as Mobster will talk about shortly, you're going to deal with androgenic side effects. You could be dealing with uh, more aggression. You're going to be get stronger in the gym, which is is comes hand in hand with getting aggressive, uh, unlike T-Bol. And then you're gonna you may you may get a little bit. Um, of a mental change to you, uh, your attitude might change, you might get a little more short with people, stuff like that. But overall, with 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 Dynabol, it does improve your mood. But if you get in a situation where you're hungry, or you're not sleeping well, or something, you may become a little short with people. Those are kind of the energetic side effects that a lot of steroids have. And this can be a possibility. And then of course you have the shutdown. Dynabol will shut down your HBTA. So you know, make sure you have a PCT on hand. And we're going to get into that short um, on the fifth segment of the of the podcast on how you wanna dose parapharma Dynabol. So at the end of the day, you know, there are different side effects. You wanna be aware, you wanna be running your on-cycle support, you wanna have a PCT in place and all that good stuff. And we'll, we'll touch on that exactly when we uh, show you how to how to dose them shortly. But bring in mobster to talk about T-ball and T-ball is one of my favorites as well. I like T-ball. It's really good for athletes. Um, it doesn't come with estrogen side effects. I'll kind of let mobster touch on its history, what side effects that you can uh, expect on it. And all the other good stuff. And we'd love to hear more about Mobster's experiences with T Ball before we get into the next topic after that, which is dry versus wet. So go ahead, Mobster, tell us all about T Ball. Share your knowledge. T Ball history first. And I'm going to refer to the article, but I'm going to throw in a few uh,
0: Mobsterism type comments or whatever while we're doing it, right? Because, God help me, Steve, I was old enough and ugly enough to remember being around at the time when this product was developed. So that's how ancient I am. Right. So, T-Bowl was introduced by the pharmaceutical company Genefarm in East Germany in the 1960s, which is when I was born. The sole goal was to get a competitive edge for the male and female athletes in the Olympics, which I'm going to touch on momentarily. The success of East German Olympians in the 60s through to the 80s can be directly traced to T-Bowl use. There was a T-Bowl doping program, stasi 14.25 14.25 this is the whole uh, some of you might recall seeing news items and documentaries where athletes were being given pills and just told to take them by their coaches and they wasn't necessarily told what they was and this whole thing was kept secret until the 1990s when germany was finally unified it is one of the few steroids in history that has developed solely for performance enhancing purposes and not for medical use now let me touch on this very briefly. This is the sort of stuff I recall from that time. So what happened, and Steve and I have talked about this on other shows, the news items of the time, the Evening News, the newspapers, especially the more quote-unquote intelligent newspapers, the, the Telegraph, the Guardian, the Times in the UK, New York Times, etc. they started to include photographs, Steve, of Russian, and specifically, in this case, East German athletes and the whole question started to come up. Some of these women, never mind the men, were so big and so strong. And of course, you've got to remember that state sponsored sp- sport programs, and I'm thinking of China, Russia, and other places, were particularly looking for athletes that were fantastically good at the events. So, for example, the shot put, that's male and female. So, what you want is a really big, heavy Russian shot putter woman. Now, if you're giving them drugs, you're just enhancing their strength and their muscular size and so on and so forth. The uh, Olympic uh, Committee, as whatever they were called at the time, Steve, and the newspapers and other sport countries that were getting their asses handed to them, started to ask questions. And it literally came down to, is this a man pretending to be a woman? So it got absolutely crazy. And, of course, they were using testosterone and d and other drugs as we've already discussed, to, to enhance their athlete's abilities. So to came along as a specific drug where the masculinizing effects on women and the estrogenics effects in terms of loads of water and really big bolts, obviously, at that time, for all and sundry to look at, this person is on drugs. So the T-bowl came along, was developed to lessen that. So you had an athlete that could still perform at a fantastically high level, but didn't have this massive, oh, great big we lump walking around, male or female, it, you know, it, ha- has it got a penis, that kind of stuff, Steve. It was kind of fucked up. A big deal for the time, as you, can, as you can imagine, because it was front page, back page, everything in the newspapers. It was an evening news thing. It was absolutely crazy and fucked up. So this is the reason why the product was developed. Now, I will say, as talk about the chemistry here, although t and d almost the same thing and again i'm referring to the article here the difference is there's an added floral alteration to t-bowl which differentiates the two steroids it has a zero androgenic rating and a mild anabolic rating meaning basically you what we talk about and we're going to touch on this in a bit dry gains because you're not holding tons of water vis-a-vis the and estrogenic activity and a it's it's not a crazy strength enhancer, but it's an, I would call it athletic enhancer, Steve, because you're able to perform a sport that requires some speed, again, shot put, discus, javelin, and so on. Certainly, wouldn't enhance you for running around a track, but you need to be able to do that that sport at an explosive power. So you need to move fast, quickly, but momentarily. And this is a great drug for that. As, again, in terms of athletics, now. For us in the gym, what does that mean? D bowl for example, like Steve says, gives you a great pump. You're lifting more weight in the gym, but you're not necessarily doing more sets and reps. The athletic side of this sport means that you are. Now, like I said, you're not going to go out running a marathon on T-Bowl, but you are going to be able to perform close to your athletic ability for longer periods of time. Again, all the events that I've discussed require multiple attempts on the field, and especially, again, you know, quarterfinals, semifinals, and so on and so forth. You might have a best out of three, et cetera, et cetera. So the ability to perform at a high level, momentarily, high burst of explosive power is, again, another reason why T-Bowl would develop, Steve. What does it also mean? It means, uh, although there are some side effects, and it's specifically, like Steve said already, because it's 17 alpha alkylate, it, it it's a will stress deliver that aren't, you're not going to get the out. you're not going to get the water. And again, any time we say these things, Stephen, I think I refer to D-Bowl as well. Uh, as an example, I've seen pro-level stacks. And what we when we talk about stacks, of course, we're talking about multiples of drugs, never mind multiples of the dosages. I've seen, for example, D-Bowl run as high as 100 milligrams a day for short periods of time at the beginning of a, com- a competitive bodybuilder stack when we run as, as what Steve and I like to call sensible dosages, the difference between the two would be, and again, we're going to talk about this in a bit, dry versus wet. You're way more likely to have estrogenic issues. You're way more likely to hold water on D-bowl versus T-bowl. And this is another reason, and I'm going to use this phrase later on as well, what is a massive, massive guru favourite. And it's definitely, if you are more athletic, if you're more energetic, if you do have activities outside the gym my choice would be T-Bowl every time over D-Bowl. What do you think on that, Steve?
1: Yeah, and I, I love T-Bowl. Like I talked about the last segment how d wasn't up my alley at this present time based on my goals. And it's going to be up a lot of you alley. Now, T-Bowl is more up my alley. I'm more – I like to do boot camp training. I do like, like hot Pilates and stuff like that. And if I was running d and doing that, it would be a disaster. So if you are um, you like to do boot camp training and hot Pilates and hot yoga and CrossFit and any of those things which require a lot of endurance and you want to you know get ripped abs and stuff like that, then T-Bowl is right up your alley. And it's good because it gives you all the benefits of anabolic steroids, all the good benefits without the bad. The only bad benefit that you're going to notice on T-Bowl is liver strain, which is going to happen on anabolic steroids. In general, um, especially liver toxic 17 alpha alkylated anabolic steroids such as T-bol and E-bol, um, and uh, you know you're going to obviously have suppression on T-bol as well. So those are really the two negatives that you would experience on T-bol, and it's not going to be much though because you're not going to be on these oral steroids for a long time. So let's get into uh, dry versus wet a little bit, mobster. So why don't you start us off on this? And uh, we've kind of touched a little bit on this so far, but, you know, if if, a lot of people out there, they've never run a dry compound, they've only run uh, run wet, and then vice versa. A lot of people have only run dry, not wet. And some of you are not experienced with these anabolic steroids, so you don't really understand what we mean when we say dry versus wet. So why don't you kind of get into it a little bit?
0: All right. So Steve touched upon in my use of D Bowl and his enhancement of strength in the gym. And the reason for this, if I know, and I, this is the thing, right? And it comes from experienced users, and that includes Steve, me, and myself, knowing how we respond physically to a certain dose of a performance enhancement drug. Okay. So, for example, why is D good for me? Now, it's not necessarily good for me. My massive belly weight, Steve, walking around, holding another five or ten pounds of water is not healthy. However, I know that if I do hold some increased muscle tissue and a certain amount of increased water, a.k.a. being a wet steroid, that leverage around the joint, and I'm going to use my elbow as a good example, around the bicep, around the top of the forearm, around my elbow is going to mean that I, when I press... When I bench press, I'm going to have greater leverage. And so not only am I getting the strength enhancement from the drug itself, but the water is actually going to be great around the joint. And there's a great example of Stevie if I was competing, I'm putting a lot more stress on my body. So that water actually supports the joint, which might otherwise be under a, a much heavier load. And I'm going to have joint issues. So literally sometimes in a particular perverse way, if you like, having that little bit of water is actually going to be more comfortable for me while I'm training my fucking arse off and trying to win competitions also make a big weight or big lift. Now, here's the thing, okay? And this is the reason why when you're new to the game and you're trying to make the right choices, there are head fucks out there. And what do I mean by that? So I, I, I'm thinking of people on the cuts versus bulking, Steve, but the same rules apply Yeah. Now, if you're a young fella or young lady... Coming into the game, and you've got abs on view, even if it's just one row of the top row of your abs. Okay. You're a little bit underweight, and you decide, you make the decision, I want to gain some muscle, Steve. I want to get in, I want to get more muscular. I want to get a little bit bigger. I want a quarter of an inch on my biceps. I want an inch on my chest. What can fuck you up is the blur. You, you When you add water, you kind of lose definition. Now, I know. When I come off the bowl, I'm going to lose some of that water. And again, of course, I'm going to manage that with AIs on cycle, like Steve said, do a proper PCT. I'm going to change my diet. I can increase my cardio. But again, if you're new to the game, losing the definition can be a bit of a, a mind It can be sort of, oh, I've got on too much weight. I, I've got like a sort of bloated look, like Steve's described earlier on in the podcast, around my face, the moon face is a classic you know, you, if I don't mind, it's fine. But if, I, if it's a problem for me, if I want to stay lean looking and add muscle tissue, then I should have chosen T-Bowl. I should have chosen a drier product. And another drier product, for example, Steve, would be Anavar. I know for a fact, and it's, again, it's just my personal experience, that if I use Anavar, I don't pile on loads of weights. I'm currently on the bulk, guys, and I think since the start of the bulk so now, I'm up over 10 pounds. Now, I'm not going to hold all that £10, pounds, and I don't want to. Uh, when I come off, I'm quite happy to lose it. Well, it's fine. But right now, because of the strength things I'm doing, it suits my purposes. It suits my aim. But, for example, in Anavar, I always got stronger on Anavar. I love using Anavar for that particular reason, but I don't get massively heavy. So a lot of this comes down to the right choice for the situation that you find yourself in. Now, listeners, you're listening to this, so that means you're probably interested in one or the other drug. And it's about making the right choice for you in your circumstances. Do you want to gain loads of weight? Do you want to gain muscle that you keep? Do you want to keep a 50-50? Do you want to simply be stronger and so on and so forth? So what do you think on that? Picking the right drug, Steve, for the right choice, but specifically your own experience of wet versus dry.
1: Yeah, and this is an interesting podcast because we're talking about parapharma bull versus parapharma bull. And the interesting thing is they're, they're night and day. They're compolar opposite. So if you if you your goals are you know to bulk up and you don't mind the water weight, you just want to get big, you want to put on weight, you want the scale to move. And you go on T-bowl, you're gonna be disappointed. But if you go on D bowl, you're gonna be like, damn, you know, I'm putting on 5, 10, 15 pounds on this stuff within two, three weeks. Like, what's going on here? This is this is more than I've ever expected. But then you run t bowl and you're like, oh, I only make one, two pounds the whole cycle. What's going on? They're completely different. And, and vice versa, you're looking to cut, you're looking to you wanna like go and do athletic stuff. You're CrossFit, lots of, you know, CrossFit, a lot of endurance. You want to go run a mile. You want to do this, you want to do that. So you go on D bowl. And then you're running D ball and you're like, damn, I'm like what's going on here? My time is, <laughs> I lost like two minutes off my mile time. I was running a seven minute mile. Now I'm running a nine minute mile. I'm getting pumps in my calves. I can't even, you know, run. I can't even walk because the pumps that I'm getting in my calves, I'm doing CrossFit and we have to run around, you know, the, the warehouse and, and do, do, you know, low rep exercises and, and, and. Take ten seconds between sets, and and I'm running out of you know I got no endurance, I can't even breathe. You know what's going on here? I feel heavy. Well, because you're running d you should have run t If you run t they you're like, damn, I'm faster. I have more, you know, I'm getting more of a condition. I, I feel more conditioning on this stuff. I, I don't get I don't get winded as easy on this stuff. I'm stronger. But I'm not like incredibly stronger, where it's like it's obvious that I'm taking something. There's T-ball for you. That's what T-ball does. So that's why I like T-ball. T-ball, I can run T-ball, and it's not something that's going to give me these incredible gains. It's not going to give me. It's not going to destroy my conditioning. It's not going to make me winded when I go uh, and and do endurance stuff. I like to do a lot of endurance stuff. I like to go kayaking, canoeing, boating, swimming. I like to do this type of activity, hiking. Right. Hike up, hike up a hill, run up a hill, run run up, a hike up a mountain. You can't do that on D-Bowl, but you can do it on T-Bowl. T-Bowl is a good, is a good one for that. These are structured completely different. So this is a really, really good experiment that you guys can try. You can run a D-Bowl cycle and then you can run a T-Bowl cycle at a later time or vice versa and see the differences that we're talking about for yourself. And it's a really, really cool one to do. Go ahead, monster. Something else, Steve, and I'm going to use the phrase what I call, as not just, it's not my own
0: particular phrase, I didn't invent it, keepable gains, okay? So Steve and I have touched on this on other shows when we've talked about other products, other cycles, and so on and so forth. Here's the thing, and, and again, it's a bit of a head fuck if you're new to the game, new to performance enhancement, and your desire to pile on the weight is is absolutely crazy, you can't see anything else, right? So Steve and I have touched on this, and we say you are better off, I think, or actually quote Steve in this particular way, you're better off gaining three or four pounds per cycle and running a couple of cycles, moderate, sensible dosages per year, and then over time, especially if you keep at it, guys, that that all adds up. Now, I can give you an example. I'm not thinking of Anadrol here, Steve, where I've heard of people gaining 16, 20 pounds on cycle. I think even at my level now, that would be horrendous. But if you're a young, skinny guy, that can sound like the fairy godmother's way made the magic wand and given you a special gift. The reality is you come off cycle, even if your PCT was great, even if you use some of my tips and tweaks to get as much of those gains and keep as much as possible, you're not going to keep £20. Now, this is especially true the first time, you run anything like that, your gains are going to be crazy, especially your first cycle ever. And you might on a 20 pound, if you absolutely gained that kind of book, you might keep half. I think here with T-Bowl, Tyrannobol from Para Pharma, if I gained three or four pounds, Steve, I'd probably keep three or four pounds. And that, listeners, is amazing. It doesn't sound like a lot. especially if you're young and new to the game, 3 or £4, I want to gain £10, I want to gain £16. Well, motherfucker, you can do that. You're just going to have to run another couple of stacks, but you're going to keep the gains. Now, again, I respond incredibly well to 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 Bowl, Steve, and I've gained, and I've told this on other shows, £4 in four days. From Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, the scale's gone up £4. At the end of the cycle, I might have gained £10. But how much am I keeping of that? I'm probably keeping the same... Four pounds, maybe five pounds that I'd get on T Bowl. So it's very much a case of function, that afflictability, the still doing all the things that Steve talks about and keeping the few pounds that you gain a lot easier than 40 or 50% of whatever I gained on Dynabole, Steve. So the keepable gains. And this is another reason why gurus absolutely love to run a bowl versus gaining loads of weight, and being lucky to keep maybe. you do incredibly well, listeners, if you kept 50%. I'd actually say on, on Dyna Bowl, I, I think I'd be happy if I kept 40% of what I gained on cycle. But to run a bowl, if I gained three pounds, Steve, I'd keep three pounds. The keepable gains are super, super important. What do you think on that?
1: Yeah, and that's a good point, too, because, look, look, look you go on d Ball, and, yeah, you can run a bunch of D-Bowl, and you can gain... 10 15 pounds but think about it think about how silly that is so you're gonna run 10 cycles like that and you're gonna gain what 100 to 150 pounds that's not realistic um i tell people that all the time i remember some guy's a smart ass on the forum he'd always make smart ass comments so you know i told him this i i was like well you know you're not gonna gain and keep 10 15 pounds each cycle he's like yeah why not i've done it before i'm like oh really you've done it before How many cycles have you run? He's like, I've run five cycles, and I keep getting ten. So I'm like, you're telling me in five cycles you've gained anywhere from fifty to seventy five pounds. I'm like, I'm like, if you started out at two hundred pounds, now you'd be two hundred seventy five pounds. You'd be on the Mister Olympia stage if you gained and kept ten to fifteen pounds of muscle. And then he never responded again. So that's a perfect example of unrealistic expectations and not understanding how the body works. It's called survival. You're going to gain a bunch of weight, but you're also going to give it back. And if not for that, you're basically going to end up giving yourself a stroke. I mean, you gain that much weight and you're holding that much water. That's not good for your heart health. And that's not good for your kidneys. That's not good for everything. So it's going to be completely natural for you to, to give it back. And, uh, and completely normal. So the body has ways to regulate water and it has ways to regulate your body weight. Um, and it's trying to keep you alive. You know, it's going to do its best to keep you alive. That's that's the way it works. So the next thing we're talking about, next segment is how to dose them solo. So I, I'm going to talk about both, Mobster. And then uh, I'm going to give my way to run them. And then you give your way to run them. And then this way, the guys at home, you know, who are listening to this, they can kind of make the decision themselves on what to do uh, based yeah. on both of our situations. So Mobster I, and I... I, suspe-
0: I... Sorry, I suspect, Steve, that we're probably going to be very, very close. So what I might do is... Yeah, what I might do is I suspect we're going to be close. I think I'll just throw in a few examples of what some crazy motherfuckers are using. But I, I think we're going to be very, really, very close on the dosages. Yeah, what do you think?
1: Yeah, and Mobster and I, we didn't discuss this on the pre-show. So it's very, very important that we do that, give different perspectives. We also keep in mind mobster and I have different perspectives on things too. You know, you can come on the forum and see what mobster his goals are, what he, oh, yeah. his physique, yeah, yeah. and then look at my physique and what my goals are. So we're, we're different. So look at the end of the day, like, let's start with uh Dianabol because, you know, that's what we first started to talk about. So with Dianabol, I would run it anywhere from 20 to 50 milligrams a day. And um, if you go on the higher end of the Dynable, I would definitely stack in either aromasin or arimidex with it to to keep your estrogen under control. And I would go on that anywhere from four to seven weeks. Um, And you should be able to get really, really good results on that stack, um, running it like that. You want to make sure you're running your liver support as well. You want to make sure you have a PCT in place. You don't need this huge PCT because you got to remember it's going to be in your system fast. It's going to be out of your system fast. It's not like running long ester injectables, long ester injectables. You're running them for 10 or 12 weeks. Plus you've got the esters that have to clear that will take five, six more weeks. So you've shut down for a really long time, 16 weeks, 18 weeks, 20 weeks of being shut down. So yeah, you need an extensive PCT. But in this case, if you're only running it four to seven weeks, you you can basically run a four-week to six-week PCT, and you can just stick to low-dose serum therapy, Clomid, novidex and then you can run um, a natural testosterone booster with it. Nice thing about paraform, they get you covered. They've got excellent um, on-cycle. They got excellent aromacin, excellent aromidex, excellent letro if you want to keep that on hand. Then for PCT, they are excellent Clomid and excellent Novadex. So boom, you're covered. Now, when it comes to t bull, I would run t bull depending on your situation, but I would run it uh, going anywhere from 30 milligrams up to 60 milligrams. Now, if you're a pure bodybuilder and you want to use it for weight training mostly, I'd go more in the high end but if you're more of an endurance athlete, you want to use it for endurance. You don't want to get too bad pumps if you're doing a lot of endurance. So you want to stick to the lower end. I'll stick to the lower end. Um, when I'm using it for my athletic stuff that I do, like if you want to play basketball, even I didn't even mention that great. You want to play basketball. One of the great, greatest steroids you could run for, um, if you want to, get better at basketball and get more conditioning and more strength and everything while you play basketball, tennis, any, any of these sports you want to go on the lower end. Now, how long to run it? Um, Look, you can run it anywhere from four weeks up to eight weeks. It really just depends on your situation. If you want to be really careful on the liver, you can run it the more four weeks. If you want to push it a little bit, you can go more eight weeks. Same thing with dynamo. You can go ahead and and run the same type of PCT, low dose, CERM therapy, Novidex or Clomid or both, low dose. And then you could stack in a strong testosterone booster with it. Um, AC Generate is a really, really good uh, testosterone booster. has everything in it. And then on cycle, you want to make sure you're running your N2Guard support supplements because it has the milk thistle. It's got the tutka. It's got all the things for your liver, your kidneys, your heart and everything. So it's really, really important. To run your support supplements both on and off cycle and that's a that's a, that's fine that will work perfectly well so mobster what are your ideas for d-bowl and t-bowl and how would you run them and how would you pct
0: right so i i've run dynabow as as high as 50 milligrams but my sweet spot for me steve has always been 30 and again if you lack the experience to know how your body's respond i would always suggest going in at a lower dosage so that would be 30 milligrams per day some some products out there are, are higher dose, but I prefer products that are in 10 milligram. Uh, this is a lot easier to split up and use for the day. Typically, and I know that some of the listeners might have done this already, we've even used Dynabolt as a kind of pre-workout, so they'll make sure they take one before they go to the gym. Because of the half-life, Steve, which is around eight hours, I, my preference is always going to be for splitting it up three times through the day one in the morning one in the afternoon one in the evening before i go to bed in terms of time on um and i'm thinking of one particular person on the forum steve that we 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 know very well that's podcast himself he he, he's a massive one for very short oral cycles mostly because and this is the thing that's super super important when you're choosing either of these drugs having the choice of what you want to do for your specific aims and so on and so forth so for example he always talks about four week cycles i have never had a single issue steve at any point with the idea of running an oral cycle of either of these two medications for six to eight weeks. So my preference, for example, if I was only running DynaBolt and I wasn't doing anything else, would be a six to eight week cycle, 30 milligrams per day. I'll echo some of Steve's comments with regards to products like N2Guard, HG Generate, etc. etc. Et afterwards and running proper PCT. In the case of DynaBolt, I would definitely have an aromatizing inhibitor on hand. And I say that because actually my recommendation is to, to run one from day one. Others have a particular choice, and they wait till they see issues. I've never had that particular thing. t bowl I've not run this myself, but you can talk about uh, examples of what I've seen and heard. So, for example, again, this is all about weight class, athletic endeavors. If you're doing running, if you're hill walking, like Steve talking about, if the, if you're if you are doing athletic events, like we've talked to discussed already, and I'm thinking of weight classes here, Steve, where you don't want to gain too much, you're still an athletic ability. So I'd I'd go from the lower end in that particular example of 20 milligrams and to the higher end. And this is more for bodybuilding purposes of 50 milligrams. And that's for men and for women as low as 2.5 to 7.5 milligrams per day. And again, you have to remember, and I'll refer to the article here, Steve, the Russian Stasi, the whole Russian weightlifters joke, et cetera, et cetera, and kind of comments that I touched upon earlier on. Uh, But again, thinking about why tyranobal was developed specifically. So it's about athletic ability. But again, it's that, it's that thing of getting the, the ladies in this example to perform athletically versus pylon, loads and loads of muscle. And again, dry gains, hard muscle, functional muscle versus, you know. Well, it's also got a half-life of 16 hours, Steve. But again, people typically take uh, two two doses, split the dosages up per day. Uh, on, on that particular example, again, I'm thinking of the women, buy a pill splitter because you're going to be trying to take a fraction of a dose typically of what it's available in per day. So you're going to want to split the pill up and, and put it into the system in that particular way. Um, again, this is super, super important for either drug you need. And this applies to any performance enhancing drug that we talk about on these, on this podcast, picking what you need, having on hand what you need for the particular requirements your target, your aim, and so on. So I've used drugs that I've used for specifically for strength, like you said earlier on, including Dinobol. Uh, if I was using Turanobol, I would be thinking of function. I would be thinking of doing some of the athletic things that Steve described, and so therefore my choices would be different. And that's why, again, Parapharma has different products to offer you different things, Different ways of putting stacks together for your choice, for your aims. That's another reason why we recommend you should come on the forum, Steve, and tell us run a log and tell us what you want, tell us what you're doing. One thing I will say, and this applies to Paraphar again specifically, we've, we, we, how many times, Steve, do people say this is what I could get from my source? And it's really not what they wanted for the target that they told us they want. I want to lose weight. I want to gain weight. I want to, I want to, I want a six-pack, I want to get strong on a bench press. And they've just got something out of the the bag of the chip, the guy down the gym, and it's what he had available versus you buying specifically what you need. And again, that's the reason why you're listening to this podcast. And make sure that you make the right choice from these two for your aim. And now Steve, I will say, and this is one thing that Steve can comment on as well if he wants, before we talk about nutrition and training on either of these two, um, there are, for example, some people that have run both of them in combination. And I think, Steve, if I was going to do that, and I'll just make a quick aside on this particular one, I would keep the T-bowl higher, somewhere in the 30 milligram level, and I'd actually keep the D-bowl as low as I possibly could. Again, 30, perhaps even less, if I was running the two together, because it would be that combination of athletic ability and a little bit more gain perhaps I'd get if I was running either of those individually. What do you think on that before we get into nutrition and training on either with these two?
1: Yeah, buddy, that's fine. At the end of the day, you guys are going to experiment with these steroids. It's not a one-and-done type situation. You're going to try them different ways. You know, So it's important for you to experiment with them and see how they work for you. You'll learn the lesson pretty quick. Um, if, you're, if you if you want to go running on Dynaval, you'll learn your lesson pretty quick when you're, when your calves feel like they're about to explode. Trust me, I've been there and done that. And I know exactly what that it's all about. So you'll learn your lesson. Now, in terms of diet and training, very, very important topic, fasting. A lot of people want to know, can I fast on these steroids? So with Dianabol, because Dianabol increases appetite so much, and um, I don't recommend fasting on it, it's a poor choice, but Dynable, you can fast on it. Um, and by fasting, I mean doing 24-hour fast, 36-hour fast. I don't recommend doing prolonged fasts and using any type of anabolic steroid because you're you're not taking full advantage of the fast. And, you know, I explain this a million times to people. The entire point of fasting is to not put anything in your system. So now you're putting very powerful male hormones, adding them to your system during your fast. It's not really going to give you the full benefits that you should. Now, can you do that? Sure. You can do that. Um, A lot of people say, well, I don't want to be, I don't want to go catabolic. I don't want to lose my muscle. Blah blah. blah, So I'll run uh, an anabolic steroid with it. Look, at the end of the day, you're not going to lose muscle tissue when you fast, you're going to lose body fat. Your body's always going to shed body fat first. What you will lose though on a fast is strength but it's temporary. You lose the strength on the fast. When you come off the fast, you'll gain back your strength and more. So again, just suck it up and deal with it when you're fasting. So I recommend if you're doing a 24 hour, 36 hour fasting here and there, alternate day fasting, a lot of time restricted eating, stuff like that. T-Bowl absolutely is going to be completely fine. Dynabowl will not. I will not do time-restricted eating in a two-hour window, four-hour, and a six-hour window, 24-hour fasting, 36-hour fasting, et cetera, when you're using d bol d is just going to make you hungry a lot. And Mobster could talk about this too. That's the issue. So if you're looking to cut, d is a poor choice. If you're looking to cut, t bowl is a good choice. That's the difference between them. You're talking about a bulker versus a cutter. And that's a perfect example. Why? Because of the appetite changes that you'll experience. On D-Bowl, I wanted to eat everything. I wanted to to eat two meals. Uh, I wanted seconds. I wanted thirds when I was on D-Bowl. T-Bowl doesn't do that to your appetite. It doesn't fuck with your appetite. That's why I like T-Bowl for cutting. So that's the whole idea behind it. So if you want to bulk, definitely go with D-Bowl. When it comes to training... Again, endurance, athletics, high intensity stuff, leave that to the T bowl D bowl stick to more. I'm I'm in the gym. I'm a power lifter. I'm a perma bulker. I wanna I wanna lift in the gym. I wanna do five rep, six rep, four reps in the gym. That's where the D, D, D ball shines. Okay, and then drop sets. I wanna leave the gym with my arms and and veins popping out of my skin, and my calves and my arms. Drop sets. High repetitions to finish your workout out. You'll walk out of the gym when your muscles pumped up like you wouldn't believe. Crazy vascularity. Um, it's like a balloon. You know what I'm saying? And that's going to be the advantage of using it. So that's what the that's you know that covers my uh, training and diet um, advice there. So, Momster, talk about training and diet tips that you would give uh, before you take us into the disclaimer. Give some tips for the the guys out there.
0: Right, so right now, guys, I'm running a bulk and let me just. Go, <laughs> I think Steve's going to raise an eyebrow. I'll probably be able to hear him raising his eyebrow. This is what I ate last night. And this is, a, and then my experience walking to the gym. And this is on a combination of products, but specifically it includes dino Bowl, So for the pump side of things, right? So today was arm day, Steve. And last night I had a pizza and in pudding. Dessert. If you like, was cookie dough, and then I think I had some other crap as well. I'm not even going to get into the bulk. So I had the shit I ate last night. But I was going to be fueled the fuck on carbs last night. A lot of protein in there, but an enormous, an inordinate amount of carbs, Steve. To 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 get into because today was arm day, and it's heavy arm day. So what would that be it's in terms of strength today? And I, I, come and check my log out in the form to see the kind of shit I get up to. Today was a heavy hammer curls, Steve, and skull crushes. And just to finish off, some tricep press downs. I got pumped walking to the gym. Okay. So I was getting shin pumps walking to the gym. The last time I got shin pumps was Anavar years ago. But the D was pumping me walking to the gym. I got on the scowls, and I'm back to my all time highest body weight, Steve, of 334 pounds. It is ugly. <laughs> It's not good for my fitness, and the moment this cycle's done and the strength targets so that I've got in mind that I want to hit on this particular cycle's done, I'm definitely dropping six or seven pounds and getting back to a bit more functional, a bit more comfortable, and no pumps, just walking to the gym. Hammer curls, Steve, were 90 kilograms. That's 200 pounds dumbbell for hammer curls, and skull crush was over 200 pounds. And I think there was actually a couple of reps there, but I was hanging. It, it's tiring being that heavy. Uh, And it has to be said, this there's a little bit bloated, but the pump was yes, definitely some pump there for real. And the whole thing of this is for me to do some absolutely crazy, fucked off, potentially lifetime personal best on the bench press, which is coming in the next couple of weeks. So it is definitely a choice for me to be doing those particular things. Now, if I'd chosen T Bolt and if my targets differ and they will definitely differ when I come off this cycle, Steve. I'll definitely be looking back for my regular daily cardio level, increasing how I feel comfortable with the body weight, which will drop and being more functional. Basically, not getting knackered walking up and down stairs, Steve. And as Steve says, T bar would be great if I was walking up the mountain. We've got plenty of those kind of things here. So there's going to be a lot more of that, a lot less weight. Simply put, I would be doing more cardiovascular activity as a part of my overall training if I was on T-Bowl. But for right now, in combination with other products I'm using, it's all about the power and strength. It's about being as ugly and horrible and bloated and whatever the fuck it needs to be, to be as strong as possible. And just as an example against Steve hanging out of my ass in terms of getting to the gym last week. And then one of the best bench press sessions I've ever had, because in terms of me being under the bar for very, very low sets and reps, I was moving some absolutely massive weight. And again, that includes Dynabol, because I know I respond incredibly well to that. So again, listeners, these are personal experiences. You're not necessarily going to be doing what I'm doing. You're not using the other products that I'm doing in combination my choices and my own choices in order for me to get to that particular place that I want to go to mentally, for example, Steve, I'm trying to explore a new place mentally as well as physically in order for me to get a personal best. And some of the stuff that I'm doing, and Steve knows this, and if you come on forums, you'll see this. Some of the shit I'm doing is world-class. Some of the stuff I've done in the past is world-class. It's world record level stuff in terms of me doing my particular niche with the grip stuff or whatever. So I have to be, thinking and acting and performing a certain particular way. But right now, and again I'm moving deep holes, I say it's not about how I feel outside the gym. It's not about me climbing up a mountain. It's not about my cardiovascular ability. It's all about raw brute power doing crazy, fucked up heavy shit in the gym. And even just in the higher reps on Hammer Court's thief today was horrible, horrible, brutal. People look in, and if if they're just taking photographs of this podcast, they'd probably love it, and I'd probably love it, but in terms of actually doing it, it's just nasty and horrible. So you have to make these choices. Your training program should look like it's... Any training program that you guys do, any nutritional program you do, any recovery that you do, should be specific for your aim. Come onto the forums and check out some of the logs that we have, and sometimes we have to tweak what looks like a mess, uh, random isolating exercises when a person just was raw. If you want to be raw brute power, you need to strip away the bullshit. You just need to be doing the thing. If you're athletic, for example, again, a shot put, Steve, you need to be doing stuff in training that recognises a shot put. It needs to assist the exercise that you're doing. Same thing with hill climbing and everything else. If you want to lose weight, if you want to trim waist, if you want to get lean, then sometimes, and Steve and I have seen this multiple times, you need to take certain foods out. Like Steve said, you need to fast. They can almost, and I think Steve can talk about this on another show in just for an hour, about you can almost reset the gut flora by fasting. If So if you've got digestive issues, stop eating crap for a couple of days, 36 hours, like Steve said, and you can almost reset the, the stomach, give it a break from the crap that you've been putting in and, and help clean the system up, so to speak, and, and stuff like that. So again, we advise you to come on the forums, Tell us what you're looking to achieve with your body. Talk about companies like Parapharma, making the right choices for performance enhancement and getting the best you possibly can out of your training with our encouragement, with our advice. Touch on that, Steve, before I take us into the disclaimer.
1: I think you covered it, buddy. Let's go um, to the disclaimer. We're, uh, it was a great show and come on the forums, definitely. Right.
0: Click. Please note: We are not doctors, and opinions are ours. It's our experience and views on the topic. Our podcast is for informational entertainment. Uh, the first freedom of speech, and the first.